This episode is all about crushing your hobby goals. Welcome to Trident Wargaming, a podcast dedicated to all aspects of tabletop wargaming. Your hosts are Bill and Andy. Hey everybody, welcome back to Trident Wargaming. I'm your host, Bill. And I'm your other host, Andy. And today, it's all about crushing your hobby goals. So on Trident, you know, one of the big things is getting your stuff painted. Because, you know, we stand by the build it, paint it, play it motto. And building and painting, it's, it is a big part of the hobby. So we want to jump right into it and start talking about terrain. Terrain is a huge, huge uh proponent like piece of the puzzle when you're playing mm-hmm. tabletop gaming and there's so many so many different kits and suppliers manufacturers of of all this different terrain be it printed mdf laser cut or just actual plastic kits and sprues it's sky's the limit honestly for that kind of stuff no for sure there's there's lots of different terrain and you know uh the whole question with terrain, when you're trying to put it on the field, just like you're trying to put your armies on the field all painted, you know, doesn't need to be a drastic, ambition, ambitious paint job. You know, like I know, I know we've talked about this before in the past, and uh, it's come up to in conversations with other people is, does your terrain really need to stand out compared to your armies? Yeah. Right. So, I don't know, how do we go about that? I know with us, we try to really simplify it. You know, yeah. we've, we've done some painting in the past for, for some events where it was just get the base colors on, punch them out, add a little bit of details, not too, not too much, and bang them out on the table, and they end up looking great. You yeah. know? So, like, what about yourself? Like, what do you, th- what do you think about simplifying your your terrain painting, you know, getting that, getting that backlog of terrain done, you know, and, and ready for the board. Well, it's definitely, it's definitely something that uh, I'm going to be needing to do. Uh, I think with the terrain for sure, uh, time management and planning will save you loads, loads of wasted time or idling time, like in the future. Um, right now, like myself, I'm staring at a storage room. I've got a bunch of these totes full of terrain, <laughs> 16 to be exact. Each, each tote is a table's worth and, uh, yeah. only five of them are painted. So, you know, I've got a lot of stuff to, to paint and, you know, I still have a lot of stuff to build, but, uh, right now what I've been doing to try and really, I guess, catapult some progress is get it all built, get it primed. And then I've been doing a lot of pre-shading just with rattle cans, right? Going with a, a gray and then mm-hmm. a white, just from top down out of 45. Just trying to kind of appreciate the terrain a little bit so I can add some color without really having to lay on paint thick. Um, also, one thing that I, I do want to talk about real quick, and it's very informative, is uh, there's actually a book um, called Terrain Essentials, and it's a book about making wargaming terrain. And it's um, a bunch of work that uh, Mel has done from the Terrain Tutor. Uh, there's various um, videos on some of his stuff. He, there's a Facebook page. You can buy the book. Uh, we'll throw a link in the description as well so you can check it out. But using some of these actual uh, tips in this book is going to really help save time in the future for these projects. Um, you know, they, they talk about everything from... Uh, building terrain, uh, flocking it, worrying about warpage. Uh, they've measured out kind of like a general average of sizing. Uh, they talk about uh, dirge washes or shotgun washes, which is basically, you know, when you have um, the last little bit of your paint pot and it's empty almost, you know, not really usable for airbrush or anything else, but don't throw it out. Uh, you can mix like half the pot with water and flow improver and shake them up and pour them all into this kind of like container and that becomes your shotgun wash and it's a very dark brown slash black um that's meant just for quick super super fast washes big brush 
hit everything and it just acts as a filter for your terrain and it's a great use for you know the last legs of your paint pots for sure oh that's that's pretty good actually <laughs> yeah they've, they've got a lot of cool stuff in there um uh, i've been uh chatting here with andy a little bit about the book and telling him all the different uh things that i'm you know reading and finding out in here and it's definitely worth the pickup uh if you want to go uh in depth they talk about your they have a like a terrain triangle in this book where it's basically mm-hmm. you've got playability durability and realism and these are the three cornerstones of any terrain and they go into details where you know if you have a, a club terrain or event terrain how you really want it to be more playable and durable whereas if you're going for diorama settings or in-store demos or even at your house you know you can go more realistic and playable because durability is not as big of an issue because you know you're handling it properly at home whereas clubs and events we all know there's some of those guys that just you know toss terrain back in and walk away and Oh, yeah. makes it makes yeah. me cringe makes me cringe yeah, being a little abuse but yeah yeah well yeah. used well used <laughs> well used yeah let's just go with that air quotes right <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so yeah being yeah being a main painter like for the club that we play at uh andy's painted some there's a couple other guys that have painted as well i think mm-hmm. as people start painting the different kits and you know bringing it to the club and then it's getting played with i think they start to kind of feel that like oh man you know, this, we should try and take better care of it. But well, you get there's uh, an appreciation, right? There is for sure, for sure. So, um, so yeah, that that's what I've kind of been looking at to try and really pump up the terrain. Um, I guess focus. I know after May here, I'm, I'm going to be jumping into terrain pretty hard. And I think, pardon? I think I think we both were I both. Think, yeah, be, yeah. Yeah, terrain, terrain needs to get hit. Um, it's as important, as Andy mentioned before, as important as anything else on the table, especially like as your armies. Does terrain have to be ultra, ultra high quality, like paint-wise? No, it, it just has to be striking and it has to look good on the board. You don't really want it to take away from the models because if you're playing on a board that you know is better than you know, majority of the armies on there that might kind of um, take away, I guess, from the immersion a little bit. So oh, for sure, the focus is the models on, on the board, but yeah, the board just helps kind of put that little cherry on top and really seals in that setting. Cause you get to tell a story with your terrain as you play. So um, it's definitely yeah, uh, tools to, really help right uh, big brushes i'm talking like one and a half two three inch brushes mm-hmm. for your dry brushing stuff like that and let's not forget the airbrush the airbrush yeah. is yeah. it's king for terrain it really that, is that's kind of uh i wasn't even thinking about the same thing with the airbrush right like if if you have access to one or you own one or you know somebody that does and is willing to be willing to actually put just base colors alone for you mm-hmm. you know hit it up Hit it up, hit it up, hit it up, and spray it. Because, wow, the, the I can't go back to doing base colors and brush anymore, ever. <laughs> you know, like, there's just, you save so much time. And especially with terrain, large surfaces, even if you make a mistake, it, it doesn't matter because other layers will just fix it up, yeah. right? So um, definitely, definitely airbrushing if you can makes short short work of terrain i mean i don't know that month i spent making all those mdf painting up all those mdf terrain uh you know it just it was instantly just bang 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 get it done right yeah so um and you could even use it with washes oh for you know, sure it, it's, it's a little different but you can definitely use washes pre-shading like you said before and uh even just little specific uh, highlights like you know the light the glow from a light you know so it really helps um and even if you just put a little bit of that detail it won't quite take away from the armies you know exactly you you still want your stuff to look good right oh for sure so but on on another note too is 
as you mentioned with like the that book with um having like realistic terrain and, and whatnot and yeah and uh event kind of terrain the different games you know there's different kits but there's also some games where everything's scratch built yeah right or you know it's it's more real like for bolt action for myself it's more earth tones and realistic right so when you see it on the field it doesn't quite take away from the armies because the armies are all very earth tone as well but when it looks like it's realistic it, it's telling a story yeah. so definitely you know take the time with it take pride with it but also know your limits of you know where where you want to kind of be and how much time you want to put in it to get it done um yeah. and then like sci-fi fantasy games you're going to have a lot more brighter colors you know so you can definitely exper experiment with that alien worlds you know some high elf lands stuff like that hills green rolling hills it's just there's there's so much out there that can help you complete your target you know to videos to help you with flocking you know um highlighting appreciating all that stuff it's all out there in books or videos and even tools you know how much how many different things have we learned in the last two to three years that has helped us with terrain oh tons you know and and some of the best work like I've I've two kits I really really enjoyed painting uh, Fortress of Redemption, mm -hmm. and at first I dreaded it, but it's that Fortress of Redemption has sat at our local club for eons, like <laughs> like five years, yeah, plus eons. <laughs> um, but now it's all done up and it looks fantastic, right? But oh, yeah. it was it was nice because there's a couple different techniques I was able to use use on it, and then the other one was the I think it was void shield generator. Yep, and that that actually turned out really nice. But it also let me experiment with um, some oddball colors that I like. It's out of my comfort zone, but in the end, it turned out great. A nice simple wash, tied it all in. It's not too bright bang done you know so all in all terrain plan it out yeah best thing is be simple with it you know at least in my opinion and, and bill obviously agrees uh, and and try to enjoy it because i know it could be a daunting task it's it's not on the top of your list sometimes yeah you know it it's definitely yeah it's not like you know Everyone obviously wants to paint their own stuff, and that's always good. Um, the more you can group orientate terrain building and painting, you know, obviously right now with Nurgle doing his thing, mm -hmm. it's not as easy. But, you know, when we do finally, you know, go back to rocking out as normal here, getting together having a few brews you know uh you're gonna you're gonna dry brush you're gonna do the airbrush i'm gonna pick out these gold details or these red panels and this guy's gonna do that and like you get a little assembly line going you can punch out a table easy in an afternoon yeah it really it really doesn't take long um and don't be afraid to use all the different tools like in your disposal like i'm talking um contrast paints Regular paints, air paints, sponging, chipping, like uh, AK enamel washes. There's so many things, and a cool thing that I've that I've learned even through painting terrain, referring to those dirge and slash shotgun washes. If you're dry brush your main color on your buildings, let's just go gray for right now, and you want to airbrush a bunch of bronze, and then maybe pick out some tiling that's red, and just give it a little mist, and you end up you know spraying over. The nice thing about these washes and the airbrush is, you know, even with contrast paints, you can load it up back in your brush, airbrush around the outer edges of those bronze details, around the red, you know what I mean, and wash the model essentially, and you can go a little heavier where you oversprayed, and you'll never see it. 
That's the thing. The terrain is super forgiving. Very mm-hmm. easy to do. Um, it's just, yeah, it, it's it should be fun. It shouldn't be a lot of stress. And we're going to be posting more pictures of the terrain that we do on Trident as we go. Just to show yeah. you guys. And, and honestly, if you want, we might even post a few short videos of like, this is kind of how I do some basic, you know, Imperial Sector buildings. And I'm not talking the new ones, not the Sector Imperialis. I'm talking those old school Imperial Sector city buildings. The Manufactorums. Oh, yes. oh, with all the skulls. and Oh, yeah. The good yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. Old school. All so. the spikes that you catch your arm on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and even, even the Sector Mechanicus stuff that's out. Like, all the terrain is really good. Uh, obviously, these are GW kits, but... We've got a bunch of, you know, MDF kits, uh-huh. uh, 3D printed kits. You know, it's just the list goes on. Um, Kickstarters are really cool to jump onto for kits and terrain. Um, you know, there's just there's so many things available now that there never was really before. So it's it's just it's amazing. It's amazing. To yeah, and there's see. Oh, for sure. And there's there's lots of tools at your disposal and. And mm-hmm. not just by not just by paints, but no. you know, like I've I did a test run just from scratch with material that I've picked up here and there from like a local dollar shop, right? Some decorative rocks and uh, and whatnot, and using some foam and uh, also some of the heavier flock that kind of bunches up for more for trees. Yeah. And, uh, you know, went to a local hardware shop and got uh, some of the caulking and kind of made a little mixture and made like a hedgerow. And it turned out actually really, really good. And there's just different things, different techniques. And, and sometimes you find it out just by accident, right? Like, yep. oh, I'm going to try this. Oh, I never thought of, never thought of doing that, you know, especially uh, with... A lot of scratch built terrain you know and um i've been seeing a lot more of it and checking out some of some youtube videos on how do you make this or you know how do you how do you make that marble effect or uh, what different ways there are for that kind of thing yeah but also coming to scratch built stuff when you see some of the stuff guys make and you can say to yourself yeah I can replicate that. I can do that. It's it's a great feeling. It's an awesome feeling, first off. Second off, you know, you start getting your mindset to it, and next thing you know it, you got a whack load of it done. You know? It's just you, you end up getting this hype, right? And that's what we're really about the hype of, of our projects. Yep. So um anything that comes across your table, you know, share it. Um share it with your friends. Maybe you have a, a group that is dedicated to working on terrain for your for your hobby, right? For your local shop. Yeah. But it, it's great because there's lots of tools out there. There's lots of info. There's a whole whack of books. And a lot of times these books are very detailed, like this one that Bill was mentioned earlier. Yeah, um, it's it's crazy. And one one thing we're kinda forgetting too is there are also a lot of pre-painted options out there now mm-hmm. uh pre-painted mdf uh plastic uh, almost like a um uh, a resin slash i don't want to say ceramic but kind of like that hydrocal um style terrain but there's there's tons of different painted options alone if you want to just go painted um they also have you know some pre-painted foam terrain that you can buy for certain games uh, a lot of uh some of the guys that I've seen building just certain tables uh, really explore the uh, train train sets, right? Like the little CN train engines running around and stuff. The scale is a little bit smaller, but when you're comparing it to, you know, Space Marines and whatnot, but like for the, the trees and like rocks and rail carts and stuff like that, it's actually pretty decently scaled for the... Uh, like for you know the setting of humans in the dark millennium or you know horus heresy or whatever the system may be so 
it's just yeah there's so many options to explore and we'll definitely we'll definitely do more um more pictures and some more in-depth stuff like we mentioned before about the train to actually showing a couple tricks to getting it all there but just mm-hmm. yeah like you know to cap off like the terrain you know use all the tools plan it out the more the more planning uh the better if you can write it down on a piece of paper uh email it to yourself there's another tip that they talk about in this terrain tutor book because you know uh, you lose the paper or you think you remember it at least if you write the project in the subject and then give yourself the paint recipe or the building plan that you were actually going to use it's there forever it is there forever in your email and you can always find it and uh, very clever because you know um, <laughs> how did i get this building to look like that i really can't remember the yellow i used or i can't remember you know did i use the oxide did i use any of these technical colors am i did i use contrast or a clear i, I don't remember and it can be discouraging when you're really trying to replicate that one piece and it's just just off a little bit and you're like damn what's happening here so uh, again you know planning it out and making it simple and easy to replicate is also a big thing yeah. so it's definitely and there, there is there's one last thing I, I do want to mention with terrain which oh, yeah. actually will lead us into our next topic yeah there's always the possibility of if you're just too busy, you know, and you're you're not up to doing terrain or you don't enjoy it, but you know other people do, there's always a possibility of commissioning it out. Yeah. Right. And uh, we know we've had some people uh, have, have actually done that where they've worked on terrain and, you know, you pay them the, the price for it. And the next thing you know, you have a boatload of terrain all done up. Yeah. So... So yeah, so in, in saying that, you know, that's another easy way uh, of getting stuff done if you need to. For sure. Um, but I guess that kind of will lead into our, our next topic. With the, like, painting your army quick and easy, getting it on the tabletop faster. Uh, I'll go through just a little bit of the process that I that I actually use for my word bearers. Mm-hmm. So... You know, pledging my word bearers, really wanting a bunch of stuff done and painted, trying to come up with that, you know, that nice, rich word bearers color, and really trying to emulate some of the pictures that I've found in uh, the Collected Visions books and just some of the general art books uh, that have a bunch of, you know, the word bearers in it. What I ended up trying to do was I experimented with some pre shading. So I would just have my prime models black and I would do a pre-shade slash uh, zenithal highlight from top down only using like a white painter's ink. And from there I started to experiment with some contrast and really tried to really try to get that color pop uh, happening. And, you know, I experimented with some corn red. I experimented with a... Uh, blood red i tried to you know max some orange in there i had test model kind of coming out like blood angels so on the right track but not quite i was looking for loyalist scum so then i uh (laughs) ended up (laughs) going to contrast flesh terrors red which is much darker and richer sprayed that on let it dry on my test model which was 40k chaos space marine and like power armor, if you're testing it on power armor, it really doesn't matter. Just always, always try and test it out. See how it's going to look. You know, did some trim. I uh, kind of l- really liked how it turned out. I, you know, sealed it, did a AK enamel wash real quick. And, you know, after I cleaned it up, like, it was quick. It was easy. I think the hardest part, honestly, was just painting my uh, silver trim and not trying to, you know, bump any of the red. But very very easy to replicate very quick so i decided to take the plunge and do it to a squad went fast and just you know rinse and repeat continue the same steps do your do your highlight with the white spray your contrast go to town and do it consistent you know try and do them in batches or at least per squad basis don't break it up like half the squad 
today and half the squad tomorrow. Just get your main colors on all in one shot is what I would recommend to have uh, a consistent color across the board. Just, you never know, you know, you might have a little bit of a heavy finger one day spraying way too much contrast to come out way darker or not enough contrast and they're coming out lighter. It's just, you know, you really got to make sure it's consistent because it, it helps quite a bit. Um, but yeah, it's that that's kind of where I was looking at, you know, trying to get this army quick. I, I left all my shoulder pads off. I airbrushed all my shoulder pads with a quick highlight. Everything again, you know, I, after I cut and trim, it's all sealed. It's all getting washed. The nice thing about this AK and ammo wash is... And this is the streaking grime stuff, guys, that we've mentioned before, but I'm just blocking in colors. I'm not washing anything. I'm just blocking it in. I'm not highlighting anything right now. I just get it all on there, wash it, clean it up with the white spirits. Once it's done, I go through and I pick out little spots that I actually want to bring attention to. So, you know, I'll touch up some of the green and the eye lenses and add that little dot of white at the back to make it look like it's an actual lens that's on you know i might go through here and there and just add a little bit of chipping around the greaves and around the shoulders and you know distress the leather a little bit and you know maybe edge highlight that that pistol or the sword on that one you know on the one side edge but very very minimal is needed like to really make that model pop and you know as we're doing this painting pledge I, i'm seeing how fast a squad can come together and you know i'm kind of kicking myself you know little bits here and there for not leaving bolters and chain swords separate where i could actually airbrush them all black instead of hand painting it and then you know like saving steps where you can but the biggest thing yeah with getting your army from paint table to tabletop is time management because you don't want to be painting and playing back and forth so you know you've got your army they're all set up they're ready to go you start painting it was a great weekend hey you want to have a game sure so you pack up all your stuff head down to wherever you play your game pack it all back you know you could get chipping damage um, if you're just airbrushing airbrushing is really thin so after handling the model a little bit on the uh, pauldrons or on the mm -hmm. elbows knees you'll actually start to see some wear if you're handling yeah. them too much yeah it starts to rub off yeah so yeah. you know that it's just oh man now i gotta go back and fix this and like let's be real like that's a pain in the ass no one wants to do that stuff so it's yeah. just not it's not the way so if you can play something else in the meantime that's another great way to do it or at least get the main batches done and seal those bastards because you don't want to rub paint off or chip or mm -hmm. insert thing here. You know what I mean? Like anything that can and will happen probably will happen. So, oh, for sure. I know, like with the current project with the white scars, um, as I talked with Bill before, I ended up trying out this new white and uh, realized that it, it, it tends to reactivate with any other colors I put on it. So, mm -hmm. I can just imagine what it would be like if I was handling these things, bringing them back and forth to a game. Oh, you yeah. know? Um, and like, I have done that in the past and yeah, it, it's, it's, it is a pain. It, it definitely is a pain and um, probably, uh, you know, won't do that again. Right. It's okay. These guys are on the painting table. That's it. Yeah. So definitely work on those projects. Definitely, you know, uh, get them done or get them to a state like Bill said you can seal them um, you you'll be thanking yourself later <laughs> yep. you don't have to go back and do that layer and layer to fix them so um, other than that like painting the white scars with all these extra little markings and whatnot that I will have to do some of them freehand and some of them you know, they actually go through this huge process of a metamorphosis where the whole model gets taped off just to do a certain amount of, uh, you know, markings on the front front end of the bike. It's it's well worth it 
it's a little bit time consuming, but I'm only doing five of them at a time. Yeah. Right. I'm not, I'm not doing a 20 man squad. So, um, also think about that. Think about what you can manage. Think about what's your comfortable level of what you think you could get done in that short period of time. Right. Cause that's the last thing you want. And you know what? There's some armies that are, are worse than others and across all systems. When you have a horde army, it's a, it's a bit different, oh, but, then yeah. that's, but then that's when you have to realize and say to yourself, okay, these are just the frontline, um, infantry or troop choices that are more than likely going to get taken off the board turn one or in you droves, know, <laughs> you know, exactly. So, you know, are you going to spend so many hours on three of them? Probably not. Yeah. You know, make it simple, make it fit your theme and you're good to go. You know? Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a good way to do it. I know on average, and this is after my airbrushing stuff is done. Like, okay, everything's airbrushed. I'm ready to cut and trim. I'd say I'm spending about 30 minutes a model. To cut in my trim, dot the eyes, you know, ammo pouches, weapons, and that's that's not a lot of time, you know. So you really got to, you really have to be on the ball with time management. You don't want to have idling time. You want to do stuff in stages where you're not going back and forth, right? So if you got if you got to paint black, paint all the black, bang mountain batches of five or ten, and crank out. You know, put on an audiobook listen to some YouTube videos, put on, you know, painting videos, like if it helps inspire you to go, but you really got to just bang through and get it done because it's, yeah, and it's, it, it's part of it. Um, although there are people who just don't want to paint and that's totally mm -hmm. fine. That's totally fine. Um, or just don't have the time to paint. Right? There's there's so many reasons why you don't get your stuff painted. Uh, like myself, actually, so this is kind of like a precursor to the next topic we're going to talk about. But for my word bearers army, I'm running, it's a sacrificial offering red war. Let's me take a lot of militia. So I have a wicked amount of cultists. I have 100 cultists. And I painted 20 way That's back in, uh, no, it's so good too much so <laughs> i painted 20 of them last year and it took me about you know two and a half weeks and, and that was some steady painting and after painting those 20 i just kind of looked at those other 80 and i was just i don't want to do that i can only paint so much and i know painting 80 cultists i'm gonna suffer the burnout mm -hmm. doesn't matter how much fun i make it it's gonna be a burnout and let's be real i want to paint word bearer space marines not lowly cultists. Mm -hmm. So a tool that is easily used and not even just a tool, a service, right? It is actual commission painters. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting Matt from seventh forge studios. He's a local guy. And I talked with him and said, Hey, these are some of the pictures of my cultists. How much to paint, you know, 80. We kind of talked about it. Gave me a price. I showed up, dropped off my stuff to him. He's painting them currently. It's nice to have that as an option because I, I, I don't have that much time. You know, you work full time. You got to be a dad, got kids, everything else. I only have so much hobby time. And if I'm burning out spending, you know, two months painting lowly cultists, I'm not painting the juicy stuff, the Marines, the Galvorback, the Dreadnoughts, the Terminators, the, you know, the really the, the cool stuff. The Primark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, it's just, yeah, it, it's it's something that, yeah, you know what, I, I explored, and it, it's it's a good thing. I know leading, well, I guess before we get too crazy into it, right, it's just, um, you know, Monty, I guess with your white scars, what was some of the planning that you did to 
you know, kind of ensure like your roadmap to success with your pledge and your painting. What well, was the stuff like, that you planned out. So yeah, so like 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 I said before, uh, pretty much the number, like how much I thought for sure I could get done, because let's face it, they're heresy models. Yeah, yeah. they're not they're not cheap. No, nope. and you want to do the best you can on them, right? So, um, definitely a decision of how much I'm going to paint, try to get done. Yep. What I know I can get done. Um, also, okay, my I know I'm painting white. I know painting white can be uh, a bit of troublesome sometimes. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I actually tested out a few whites, right? And, I, and I've painted some white before and I get a lot of like splatter. Yeah. And then I found this this next white um that uh it actually went on really smooth. And I made them really bright because I've planned to again uh use the enamel wash and this will be the first time I'm using it. So pretty much picked out my colors, picked out my white, I tried my reds to see which one I preferred. Found that one and and then picked a bit of a, a highlight with a, um, I think it's a, an orange Evil Suns, I believe, or something like that. The red. Just kind of planned out what colors I'm going to use and try to limit how many colors I'm going to use. Right? Because I, I, I don't want to be going and taking 20 paints and trying to apply it to these models. I yeah. just want to make it simple but make them look good. And then from there on in, I pretty much just, okay, these are the colors I'm working on tonight. This is what I'm getting done. Block them in, do, do the first five jet bikes, get that in. Okay. I need to do silver. Let's do the silvers, get it all done. You know what I mean? Um, and then on top of that, you also got to look at your models. Yeah. If you're doing in, if you're doing infantry, and they've got guns that are slung across their chest kind of thing. If you can remove those guns, it's a good way of getting your model painted without any interference, right? Oh, the other sure. thing is the other thing is the prep. So with my jet bikes and the riders and if you've seen our Facebook page, you've seen my riders, they're all you know, Vlad the Impaler on toothpick ends. That's right. Um, <laughs> people have cringed when they've seen those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> but that prep time, like, I know you're not going to see the underbelly of that model. So that's where I'm posting them, right? And it gives you a good handle for when you're spraying, for when you're putting on your other colors, your base colors. Because now you can get into those angles without actually handling the model, right? Like you said, airbrushing, it's very light. And like I said before, with this white, I, I found that this white kind of interacts with any colors I put onto it. So you have to be very, very diligent and you can't really be mixing it too much, right? Um, so going forward with that, that kind of was my planning. And it was just sit down for an hour of a time and just get stuff done, right? Get get to a point, get it done. When it came to the markings, because I left that last, because I wasn't quite sure of how I was going to do it, I literally just said, screw it. I'm taking one and I'm experimenting, right? So painter's tape, modeling tape, just lined up my lines, checked it over. Okay, cool, good. Planned it out where am I going to have some overspray now? And sure enough, I will. So literally the whole model had to be cocooned, you know, yeah. so that's where the, that's where the time is going to be taken away just to spray that dag in the front of the, the scoop of the, the jet bike. It's going to take me 20 minutes, even though it's a quick minute spray, yeah. right? But it so, will it will pay dividends down the road, right? Yes. And yes. The, there are ways you can cheat. Like if you're trying to mask off your model, um, cling wrap, mm -hmm. you know, 
cling wrap like you would use to cover your food. That stuff works really, really good. Um, there's also little tricks if you're actually spraying using the painter's tape like Tamiya or anything modeling tape like that is, uh, you know, and I, I've done it a lot with my Iron Warriors where, okay, so I want to spray hazard stripes on my vehicles. Mm. So, you know, I have a lay, I lay down a nice base of black, tape it all off. Well, do not proceed to yellow just yet. What I would recommend is spraying over your tape with black one more time. And you'll ask, why? Why would I do that? Well, it's actually going to seal the tape line. And if you have like any bleed through that's going to come through is black on black, which now seals the tape. Then you can go up through and build up your, your orange or your brown, depending on how you want to start your yellow. Go brown, orange to a nice bright yellow. You pull that tape back. I guarantee you will not have any bleed through. It's just it's one thing to consider. It takes an extra two seconds, and it'll save you a lot of disappointment. But that's not to say if you do get bleed through, you just chip that thing, chip it up, battle damage. You know, cover there. Just like Bob Ross says, right? There's no mistakes. There's just happy little accidents, and that's true. It's just. <laughs> a, a real artist like and that's the thing we're, we're artists we're gamers but we're artists real artists don't have to scrub the whole model and start over that's you, true you can fix that get creative battle damage it you know do what you can but you can fix that i believe just that you can tie it into the model mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's a good that's a good uh it's a good way of thinking about it right yeah you know, you don't get discouraged by it. You just add it to the model. Do something with it. Yeah. Right? And That's good. if something is going sideways on you, you know, it, it's okay to take a quick break from it as well. Um, when I was painting my bolt action uh, Sherman tank, you know, I was doing some stuff that I've never actually done before. I had chipping medium that I sprayed on my tank, airbrushed a bunch of colors on it, got, you know, a bunch of... Uh, uh, enamel paints. I was doing you know, streaking, making it look cool and all rested. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to really just, you know, I'm going to wash the whole model and just really take it all together. As soon as I washed that model with watered down flow improver wash, the whole model started blistering. Everything started blistering. And I was freaking out because I was like, oh my God, I'm like, this model's trashed. I was like, I just huh. trashed my tank. And I was, I was upset because, you know, here I'm, I'm trying to like, you know, use compressed air and blow the wash off and kind of dabbing up with a light paper towel kind of here and there just to get the wash off. And it's, it's bubbling. Like it's actually looks like it's blistering. And if I slid my finger across that whole thing would be stripped right down to nothing, you know? So took a sponge kind of dabbing it a little bit, little bits are starting to chip off and I'm like, oh man, this is, this is getting crazy. And I just, you know what? take a break let it dry i'll come back we'll see what happens and the spots that i didn't actually agitate at all everything actually went back down and went flat again hmm. so it's sometimes you gotta it's an experiment if you're using products you've never used before like that chipping medium or it was, i believe this was the mig heavy chipping fluid i was using but if it's not turning out take a break just wait let it dry if it's really crazy, try to seal it. Try to, you know what I mean? Stop it where it is and maybe try and touch up a little bit. But, like, just the biggest thing I'm, I'm trying to hammer without ranting is just, you know, don't give up on the current project. Even if it's not turning out the way you think it's going to, you'd be surprised. Sometimes, even my stuff, you know, if I'm painting my army from steps one to six... By step four, almost step five, it's still not quite there. And then once you get that last little bit, the wash, when you filter everything over or, you know, you add that little detail, sometimes it comes together right at the end. So, you know, I, I would definitely persevere, push through with your project. And as artists, you'll keep learning from your mistakes. So it's just, I, I certainly have. And uh, now you kind of know what to expect when you're using these products too, right? For sure. It's a big thing. 
It's a lot of fun. Yeah, there's a lot of... You'll always experiment. You'll yeah. always learn something. So just take it with a stride and, you know, you'll be good to go and you'll be better at it. You'll know the more product because there's tons of product out there. Oh, there is. So, um, yeah. yeah. No, that's pretty good. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, that slides us into our, our last topic here, crushing hobby goals. So we touched base a little bit about it, but uh, commission painting. Mm-hmm. Commission painting is a awesome, awesome tool slash service available to us as players and hobbyists. I know for a little while there, it kind of had, and it might still, has almost like a stigma against it. And uh, to me, I'm not really sure why, because all you're doing, like by using commission painters, you are, one, you're supplementing someone's income, which is always good to help people out, right? And they're providing you a service, which is saving you either time, energy, both, like both these things. And yeah. like, you know, time is money. So it just, it makes sense, but it's just, you're letting these people share their artwork, share their passion with you. You're using money to pay them. And, you know, obviously you're paying a, a, a varying degree of, I guess it depends on your quality that you're looking for. But I would say, you know, majority of those painters out there, that if they're struggling or they're starting to hit that wall to consider, yeah, using commission painters and, you know, local's always good. Um, I, I mentioned earlier in the cast there, like Matt at seventh forge studios, like doing my cultists, he's a local guy. He's cranking out. He's doing a lot of work. Um, and there's a lot of cool stuff and we'll, we'll have links, uh, in the description, you guys, for these, uh, the artists Instagrams. So you can actually take a peek. Because, yeah, yep. some of the stuff they're churning out, it's awesome. It's super, super good. Definitely. So. We have uh, we have a mutual friend that, uh, you know, he he's played the games and he's not he's not really a painter. He doesn't really enjoy the painting. Yeah. And um, he mainly was playing bolt action, but he also was playing some 40K and he, he got into it. And, you know, he's going after a Tazine Charmy. And um, he tried his hand again at painting. And then uh, the one day he just messaged me, I can't do it. I just, I don't have the love for it. I, I can't do it. You know, so I encouraged him. I told him, well, you tried, you know, you, you gave it a shot. And then uh, he actually asked me if I knew any commission painters because Matt was actually booked solid. Yeah. So uh, I pretty much reached out to uh, Phil at my little pony game studios. Yeah. And... Uh, he got in contact with them and he, and he did up. It was nice because he he got this custom demon prince done. Oh yeah, which is one of a kind. And then he got Phil to commission paint it, and uh, it just it looks fantastic. And he was so super happy with it. Right, he just loves it. It's it's his showpiece of his army, you know, and he he you know reached out and he like you know thanked me for for introducing him to phil right so not only are you getting your stuff done up for your games but you're helping that artist you're paying for a service and it's a positive in both ways right because like these artists, these these uh, studios, or um, you know, guys who are, are doing commission painting, it's not just commission painting that they're doing, right? Yep. Like they they give you a lot of advice. Oh yeah. You know, some of them have channels out there or streaming, you know, uh, videos. You know, uh, Kenny Boucher at Next Level Painting. You know, he has tons and tons of videos. Of just little tips and tricks, you know. Um, so it's it's very, in my my opinion, it's very very positive. It's it's a great way to incorporate what 
some people love to do and have made it into almost their career. Right? Yeah. Oh, for you sure. Gotta think, you got to think of how many years these individuals have been doing it for. And you might not know their background. They might actually have that artist background. Yeah. And if they love doing it and they're, they're, you know, making, um, making it a, a career out of their hobby, all the power to them. and oh, all the power the dream. And oh, for sure, if I could do it, I would. And all the power to any of those players that, you know, aren't up to painting their army, you know, like yeah. if they're, they're, cause we know some guys who just, they're not, they're not painters. They don't enjoy it. They think it's, uh, it's too hard or they think it's a chore and they'd rather have somebody else paint it up. Right. Yeah. Um, so, which is totally fine, you know, and totally. there, there's, there's even times where you may not want to build models and there's people that commission build for you too. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, mm-hmm. it goes all the ways. Um, another local guy uh, is Arthur at Third Legion Painting, where they like, he he again puts out good work, uh, can give you know awesome uh, pricing. Like these local painters are great to work with. Uh, also, being local, you get to see the benefit of you know using them for commissions. It it it's great because you get to. You know, you might bump into them at the shop and you're like, hey, check it out, man. Here's the army, you know, and you're rocking on the tabletop and he gets to see his artwork like in person. And it's just, yeah, there's there's so many positives that go along with the commission painting um, mm-hmm. that I, I think it overlooked a lot of times. I know, like Andy mentioned, you know, online with the classes and Patreon, like with uh, Kenny at Next Level Painting, it's it's a great resource. It, it, it turned me on to a lot of different techniques when I first got into airbrushing. I ended up subscribing to his Patreon and, you know, going watching all these YouTube videos and I really liked the approach he took and it cranked out. And it's it, it's a very unique way of painting. He, he's got like an actual next level painting system where he goes through all these, and I quote, right, sick transitions. And then we're doing highlighting, washing it down, and some of these models turn out fantastic. Well, all of them do, I should say. I shouldn't say some. All of them do. And, like, if you play Death Guard, if you play, you know, Blood Angels, I know Kenny's currently doing a Blood Angel um, army for himself. And, yeah, you you check them out. These models are amazing. Like, they really look awesome. Um, Another guy online who's really good really really good is miles david with little legend um studios it's crazy some of the stuff he puts out i know he uh just recently did a magnus the red and lehman russ like primark uh tutorial and he again also has a, a patreon with classes um we'll go into depth about what both of those guys offer on another video we're actually planning on doing um an interview with both of them and you know talking to them about the different things that they offer on their patreon i've i've actually bought a few of the uh pdf downloads off of uh, miles his patreon um, for painting uh, horse heresy legions and i found it to be very nice uh because it's you know download it you've got it you can always refer to it it's it's very handy these are just, you know, all the different ways now you can interact and you can draw inspiration from for your collections. But you know, these are these are these are two different guys that I've I've actually you know paid and like given money to for you know be it videos, content, you you name it, um, you know, learning some techniques, but. I feel like it's money well spent. It really is. It's definitely allowed me to push my boundaries and then I can recommend it and talk to friends about it and try and get more people turned like, you know, turn to that kind of stuff. Like and there's still a ton of free content out there if you don't want to pay. But if you do pay, like your 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 money is going to these guys so they can continue doing what they're doing. 
No, that's exactly right. Exactly right. I like. I really think like it's it's wicked awesome that both uh, client and like pro painter uh, actually benefit from each other. Oh yeah. Right. You know, like I have a couple points here where you know one, your stuff gets painted, right? Yeah. And that's that's the ultimate goal is to have your army painted. You know. And of course, it all depends on what quality, because they always offer different services from, from you know, uh, tabletop quality to studio quality, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. So one, you know, you get stuff painted, and it's getting it gets put on the board. That's wicked awesome. I love it. Like when I see that, even if it's just a five man war band for like, you know, Warhammer Underworlds, right? They just it looks so good, right? Yeah. Painted armies play better. What can we say? Right? <laughs> that they do. <laughs> unless unless it's the first game that you have your painted model, then it's gonna die. Yeah. No matter what. Exactly. No matter what. It's just it's that's just the way it works. Yeah, um, that fresh Yeah, the fresh unit, it always goes down, the dice gods see it and they laugh and they go, <laughs> You're not even gonna fire a shot. <laughs> it's yeah. over, buddy. Um, another point is, from my point of view, is you're supporting, like I've said before, you're supporting uh, this painter and the love of the hobby, right? This is what they love to do. This is, they're at that point where they are loving doing this. They continue doing it. They continue bringing out great product and different styles and amazing paint jobs and the pride that they they have and the amount of hours that they spend on working in this stuff is just fantastic and it keeps bringing more of this kind of stuff to the table uh to youtube you know instagram all that stuff right um plus they have a lot of again support um stuff on the sides to help you as a painter to get better right little tips and tricks videos all that stuff so the shareable content that they have is awesome um the bond between player and painter even if you're just watching them videos like kenny he's pretty entertaining to watch as he's on his channel right so um supporting that painter is wicked awesome right you get to see a lot of that stuff i wish you know 25 years ago that we had all this at our fingertips Oh yeah, because right right now I think everybody would be producing pro quality armies, mm -hmm. kind of thing, right? So uh, another a third one that might be slightly overseen is there's a bit of a bonus to having a, a pro painted commissioned, you know, army. Is let's say you've had this army for a few years, you've played for a better term, lack of word crap out of it you know <laughs> yeah um and you've decided you know what i'm gonna go with a different army and i'm probably gonna pass this army on right sell it or whatever well that army is still pro painted and it's gonna hold some value right yeah. somebody out there is gonna love it and they will want to pay a decent penny for it right so you're always able to flip that and then invest back into your other army. Yeah. So, so that's kind of something that's a little overlooked. Um, it's a great, great thing because, yeah, when you see this beautiful army on the table and then all of a sudden, you know, you're parting with it and somebody really wants it, they're going to really want it. They're, they're going to approach you and like, hey, you know, like bill how many times have you had somebody just from instagram you know uh just message you out of the blue and ask you if hey is that for sale i you know. it's actually happened a couple times uh, with the executioners i've had three different offers to buy the army when it's done yeah so but i so those i like those them. are like three points <laughs> yeah exactly so those are kind of three points that i kind of had you know um that it's it's just great it's great there's there's 
so many more positive qualities to to that if that's the route you want to go you know and i guess another thing too is like giving credit where it's due oh for sure right so i know i've talked with matt about this having you know one of his models kind of entered into a um, a contest for painting and giving him credit yeah like for his paint job in in my opinion if i was to do that let's say i had something painted by whoever um and it won i would actually take that prize and give it to them yeah right because myself you know like i i love the art i love the painting uh i always have a fascination for a lot of old school artwork you know um did some in the past myself but just having and and having that feeling in the back of my head and and knowing that the amount of time and work that's been put into these projects i'm gonna definitely give credit to the artist you know so um all in all it's it's crazy how many there are how many how many commission painters there are first off Mm -hmm. but you have lots of options and it's sure. it's such a positive it's such a positive thing. Yeah, I love it. It's just just wicked. So it, and it's great because you can you can literally search for you know the style of painter you want. Yeah, right. You know, like a, a couple of guys. Uh, one of the local guys he does very vibrant colors. A lot of blending, like just vibrant and and it all works together it's wicked awesome right you have the other guys that do more realistic painting you know or or more toned down um battle damaged kind of looks like this marine has gone through the shit you know kind of paint jobs which people just love so all the power to you if you're going with a commission painter and all the power to the commission painters for doing what they do. Yeah. Right. No, it's, it is, it is good. It, it's a good thing. It's a positive thing for the community uh, as a whole. It, it's really taken off in the last number of years where um, it's so widely available you know, depending on what your situation is, it be it time or just, you know, no drive or just unable to do it, it it's it's always an option. And uh, keep keep your options open, right? Like, they're just... They're, they're, these artists are excited to work on your project as much as you are to get it back and share your vision with them too. So, it's just, yeah, it, it's, it's never a bad thing to go down that road. It, it's useful in all aspects. And, yeah, be it with... Um, terrain or your army or both or just you know diorama pieces it's just yeah I would highly recommend doing it um, you know I, I know one time I tried to I tried to ask Arthur if he wanted to paint all the belts and straps and buckles on my orc boys because I didn't want to do it and he laughed and said no because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to do it either <laughs> oh boy and i was like oh i was really hoping there he's like i don't even know what i should charge you for that i was like like two dollars do it you know because i got 180 boys and I, i'm good with that <laughs> it's gonna save me probably you know i don't know how many man hours of time so it's just yeah it's it's a lot of fun and yeah i find that the prices are always very reasonable and yeah, easy to easy to deal with, right? Especially if you're getting the quality content that they're putting out. So, oh, for sure, it's a lot of good for stuff. Sure. It's a lot of good sure. stuff. We will definitely come back to this subject a few more times, maybe with pictures showing like step by step, maybe videos. You know, let us know what you want to see. Talk to us in the comments. Hit us up. There's been a lot more chatter in the last few uh, posts for podcasts and whatnot that we've been doing, which is great. We love to hear from you guys, so definitely hit us up on there. Um, also, do not forget, enter in 
follow, tag your friends, you know, uh, for the Ravener limited edition Ravener return giveaway that we're doing. Um, we're cranking out, you know, uh, we're getting closer to that 350 mark. So once we hit 350, we're going to do the live draw and send that book out to one of the lucky followers. So yeah, please uh, jump on board. Don't miss your chance because it's just one of our ways to say thank you. So yeah. And yeah, it, yeah. If you think we missed anything, or if we overlooked something, or if you know we didn't didn't quite hammer something enough, just hey, let us know. We'll definitely do another topic because this is this is part of it. This is all part of that that trident motto is build it, paint it, play it. So these are these are the cornerstones of our tabletop wargaming hobby. Yeah, exactly. And you know, like share your experiences with us too yeah you know if you got stuff that you had commission painted send us pics oh yeah you know definitely put it on our page all that jazz right yeah. so we'd love to see that stuff you know always it's always good to see the posts and just start flicking through posts and pictures and you know, you get hyped. Oh, that looks so awesome, right? Yeah. So we just love that stuff. And I'm sure you guys do too. Yeah. So, But I think that's, uh, I think that's about it for this episode. I think so as well. Yeah. So, Thank you for tuning in and listening and or watching. Uh, we appreciate the support and we will catch you next time. See you guys.